Hello and welcome to the new episode of Behind the Grind podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Niharika. And I'm Paige. Now, I'm sure that you've noticed that we've changed the name of our podcast. And while we've done so due to legal reasons, we are really excited about our new name because it helps move our podcast into the direction that we wanted. This podcast will continue to bring you the inside information that you need about the legal industry in a fun and informal way and aims to break down informational barriers for students. So with that being said, Behind the Grand Podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land from which our guests will be broadcasting from. Niharika and I would also like to acknowledge the area in which we are from, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. So today we are lucky to be joined by Lander and Rogers, which is an independent Australian law firm with over 500 staff and 74 partners nationally. Their offices are located in Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Lander and Rogers have seven practice groups and are leaders in a range of sectors, including government, insurance and financial services, real estate, retail and supply chain, and technology. The firm's focus is on innovating the client experience and leading change in legal service delivery. They are also very committed to supporting the community through their pro bono work. Lander and Rogers pride themselves on their down-to-earth and supportive culture, encouraging their staff to bring their best selves to work, both personally and professionally. They promote a diverse and inclusive environment with a strong focus on well-being, leadership and development. And today you'll be hearing from Mike and Amy, but instead of hearing from us, we'll let them introduce themselves. Would you like to start, Mike? So I'm Mike Azarnikov. I joined Landers as a grad last year after doing the Melbourne kayaking rounds and now I'm a lawyer in the corporate team. Okay, and Amy? I'm Amy, I'm a graduate um, and I'm currently in the real estate and projects team and have also gone through the family and relationships law team. That's great, thank you. We'll just start off with some quick questions like we always do. My first question is, what is your favourite coffee order? We'll start with you, Mike. So I actually uh, made an effort to give up coffee whilst I was on uh, holiday over the summer break. <laughs> so now um, you'll probably catch me trying to suck as much caffeine um, as possible out of a nice cup of green tea. <laughs> it's a nice choice. <laughs> Definitely. And how about you, Amy? Uh, this is pretty controversial, but I do not like coffee, so I don't drink it at all. Um, if I'm going to be at a cafe, I'll probably get a hot chockey and I drink a lot of tea, so at least five cups of tea a day. So that's my drink of choice. We can definitely get around that. The hot chocolate's been really popular. <laughs> Every single um, interview we've done so far, at least one person has said that they're a hot chocolate fan. Ah, the best. What's your view, Amy, on uh, accepting the marshmallows? Oh, I've got to have marshmallows. <laughs> it's not a hot chocolate without a marshmallow. Yeah. That makes me feel a lot better because, I mean, I haven't mentioned it in the, our previous episodes, but now it might be a good time to say that I actually don't like coffee either. There you go. Um, and a hot chocolate is probably my preferred drink, so <laughs> I'm glad that others are on the same boat. Definitely. Um, my next question is, what is something that you're known for in the office? So whether there's particular like traits or quirks that you have or things that you bring into the office or even things that you're doing work like while you're working from home. We might start with you, Amy, this time. Um, yeah, well, I was kicked out of the office the first day I started. So <laughs> I, don't, I didn't really have much time to build a reputation. Um, but I guess, yeah, as I said, I drink an alarming amount of tea. So I'd probably be known for that, I think. Yeah, sure. And how about you, Matt? 
Uh, I think at the moment it would probably be this um, terrible uh, attempt I've made at growing a beard during lockdown. <laughs> um, I've got a lot of references to Tom Hanks and Castaway. There's worse things. Yeah. And my last question would be, where is your favourite afterworks venue? So this might be from when you were back in the office or even um, now, is there something that you do after work to unwind? We'll start with you, Mike. Uh, as far as venues goes, I quite like uh, Whiteheart. Uh, I used to have a friend who managed down there just on the corner of Elizabeth Street and Little Burke, and I just think it's got a real nice vibe and good for winter, good for summer. Um, so, And the cheeky drink down there would probably be my go-to. Amazing. And how about you, Amy? Yeah, I don't drink a lot in the CBD. And and as I got kicked out of the office so quickly, I didn't get a chance to really explore. But um, Landers hold Friday night drinks every week that I um, got to go to my clerkship. And I think that probably would have been my favourite if I was there. Um if I was in the office. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you guys will have plenty of adventuring to do when we're all back at some point in the future, hopefully. So I think so, yeah, at some point. Um, and while we're tracking along the whole COVID saga right now, um, if you guys could work from home anywhere in the world, where would you pick? Uh, this is easy. I would definitely be on a beach in Sicily somewhere with a... <laughs> Uh, pistachio gelato while I'm doing my work. Yep, that's where I'd be. A bit of sun would be beautiful. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I'd, again, I'd, I'd just take any beach, preferably one with a, a little bit of surf. I shared a group of friends and we were planning on booking an Airbnb to do exactly that the day before um, the second lockdown kicked in. So oh, no. um, hopefully when that's lifted, we'll, we'll actually make that a reality. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with that, is there anything unexpectedly good that has come out of working from home, whether that be, you know, working with people in other offices or any habits or hobbies you've picked up with your spare time now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, incidental exercise is probably down with, uh, without riding to work or walk, walking between different places. But I found uh, stretching at the desk is, is definitely up during calls at the moment. Um, it'd be a bit odd if I was in the office and just sort of started stretching out the hamstrings, but um, it's far more socially acceptable when you're doing it from home with your webcam off. So, um, yeah, that's a, something unexpectedly good. Now everyone's <laughs> going to know what you're up to. Yeah. What about you, Amy? Yeah, I've actually done that a bit too, Mike. I When there's a, um, a session on where I don't have to have my camera, I might do a bit of Pilates or yoga in the background, so multi but uh, just having more time has been is is pretty is a pretty good benefit of working from home. Whether it's the sleep ins or a bit of extra time um, to cook and things like that, that's what I'd like. No, that's great. The extra time is definitely a bonus. Now we'd love to know a little bit more about Landers and Rogers. So maybe if you guys could tell us a little bit about why you chose the firm and how you would maybe describe the firm culture. Yeah, sure. So um, Landers was probably the first firm I knew about when I started looking into um, clerkships and things. And I was first attracted to it because I always had an interest in family law. Um, but then I think the main reason that I've ended up here is is because of the culture, which I think is pretty well known. Um, I think it is a really friendly 
workplace and and not just like nice and polite but genuinely friendly um I think people are are more than their work and I think that um Landers really respects and fosters that so people actually want to hang out with each other outside of work and it's just a really nice um environment to be in even virtually I've been able to experience that as well oh that's great I'm glad you are still managing all right with everything online which is good how about you Mike yeah yeah, definitely um obviously I agree with everything Amy just said but um when I was coming to Landers or picking a firm I I really wanted to start my career somewhere that I could see myself for five years and and still have that opportunity to grow Um, so I think Landers is pretty well recognized as a firm with an overwhelmingly positive culture um, but it's also positioned in the market such that it has really great opportunities to do some really good work. Um, so I found it had that nice balance of culture and opportunity that really appealed to me. And if you'd ask me um, how to describe the culture and, and maybe why we've got you know, such a strong recognised culture, and I think it comes from the top with this idea that um, the firm tries to put people first. So not only our clients, but the staff and I think that really shows um, the, the decisions that our board and practice group leaders all make and it's really led to a quite a cohesive uh, group of employees who simply enjoy working together and, and as a result, I think we achieve some pretty great synergies and client outcomes. That sounds great and it's good to know it goes all the way to the top and it's not just um, the younger people that are all friends there but that the whole firm works together in that way. Yeah. Um, Now, you've both mentioned before the practice areas that you're currently in, and I think it's well known that Landis is a strong practice that has access to fantastic clients and really varied work. But we'd love to know a little bit more about what kind of work or matters particularly excite you, whether they're specific clients or if there are any matters that you've worked on that have stood out for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so having settled in corporate, the great, the great thing actually about my time at Landers, particularly in the grad rotations, is having done four, get an opportunity to try a lot of different types of work, litigious, transactional, um, sort of family law, corporate law, all that stuff. So you really get the opportunity mm-hmm. to sort of start to figure out what you do enjoy, particularly uh, like myself when I first started, not really having such a defined idea about what it was I wanted to do. Um, but settling in corporate, I've just really loved sort of the intense nature of the deals that we work on. When you're on a deal and it's live, um, that's sort of what sort of consumes your time and focus. And I found that really energising. So um, a, a current deal that we're on at the moment that's been really good has been um, uh, the scheme of arrangement. Uh, we're acting for Unity uh, Wireless and its acquisition of Opticom for about 500 million and so um, in that process obviously there's been some pretty big ups and downs and um, it's been fantastic to sort of see the more senior lawyers working on that and and learn from that it's been a very energizing experience. Yeah I mean that sounds fantastic and especially those kind of deals with um, lots of stakes involved I think it's been like fascinating that you get to be involved in something like that. How about you Amy? Um, I think I'm, a, I'm pretty similar to Mike in that I, I didn't have a, a really defined idea of what I wanted to do and so having the the four rotations has well I haven't finished yet but it's, it's really exciting to try different areas and I think the work that Landers does is so varied particularly given it's um, it's family law practice and, and even it's, um, it's workplace relations practice where you get that kind of more people side of the law where you're working with individuals 
um, and where the the results of of those matters really impact their lives and have a um, have a strong um, impact on individuals, which I really really enjoy. And I like that there's also the opportunity yeah. to work on um, really large commercial transactions um, with you know major clients. Um, and so I think that balance that the firm has is is really exciting because there's there's the opportunity in in both sides and personally I, I quite like the the more people side of law but um, it's been um, really interesting in real estate to kind of work with um, clients that you know uh, are well known like we work for for Bunnings and Coles and, and places that you know we go to all the time so I think it's really um, exciting to be working for such large clients as um, as part of this grad year as well. That's awesome. I think it's exciting when you're working on something or with someone and then you actually go to a place or to their business and it's around you all the time. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're actually contributing yeah. to something that exists in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. Amazing. Um, well, now, I mean, the topic for this season is clerkships and I'm sure it's on most of our listeners' minds. So we were hoping to learn a little bit more about what actually completing a clerkship um, at Lander and Rogers is like. So I think one of the questions that's on a lot of people's minds, and Mike, you can probably start with this one, is um, what kind of work would you delegate to a junior or that our listeners could expect to assist on during a clerkship at Lander's? Yeah, definitely. Well, as a, as a junior lawyer, I, I start with the point that I try to avoid delegating entire tasks straight down. Um, yeah. I sort of, if you're, if you're clerking, you know, it's, it's way better for you to get experience um, having tasks delegated to you from more senior lawyers who can provide sort of better guidance and probably safety nets than maybe I can. Yeah. But if I do delegate um, down, I, I certainly try to delegate parts of tasks that I'm working on. Um, so not the whole thing. So that way, I'm sort of working alongside you as a junior um, and have greater insights into what you're doing and how the task is evolving because it's really important that as the task progresses and it does evolve as it invariably does, that sort of whoever's been delegated the work is kept up to date with that. And so by working in tandem with you on the task, I can sort of make sure that I'm providing as good guidance as possible to you um, by yeah, working, working alongside you. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure that's really, really helpful. Um, how about you, Amy, especially as a grad? Um, what kind of work have you been able to experience? Um, yeah, well, I'm definitely not at the delegating stage being a grad. Um, but I, I think um, Landers is a really good place, as Mike said, you get that opportunity that you might not get at other places. Um, and I think of that um, even being so junior and definitely during my clerkship, I got to be involved um, in, in lots of different matters and in lots of different ways. So obviously research is a, a big one, um, but I've had plenty of opportunity for um, for drafting different documents. Um, I The thing that I love the most about being junior is kind of the, the um experience you get observing so going to client meetings or um, assisting somebody um, in court they're the kind of opportunities that I think as a junior as a clerk are the most important and invaluable because you really learn so much from watching uh, more senior lawyers go about what they're doing Um, so and I always think it's really important that when you are working as a junior that um, you seek that that feedback on any work that you've done so that you can kind of compare 
um, what you've done and what a, what a more senior lawyer might um, be expecting and that just helps you to grow and learn. Mm, I certainly agree with that. And I think when you're, I think when you're clerking as well, it's really important to get that mix of work. So um, it's a really good idea at the start of a clerkship to really sit down with your supervisor or buddy and say, hey, what type of work would you ordinarily do? And sort of make a little bit of a list. And as you progress through your clerkship, touch base with them about what you have and haven't done and really seek out those elements of the work that you haven't yet haven't yet done. Um, and that's something that uh, I know certainly Landers and, and most firms will really uh, seek to facilitate and encourage clerks doing. That's great. And those kind of go into what our next big question is that I think is a bit of a tough one for students. So Amy, maybe you can start on this because you mentioned it, but how do you go about um, receiving feedback or asking for further questions and clarifying instructions from a more senior lawyer or someone that has delegated you work? Do you have any sort of tips on how you did that? And then maybe Mike, you can say how you like people or how you did it or how juniors should approach you. Um, I think that everyone is is different in um, in the way that they like to seek feedback. I personally, whenever I um, whenever I give the work to the instructor, um, if if it's by email, if it's in person, I always just say, "Oh, let me know when you've had a look through it," and um, and like any feedback would be great. Just something as simple as that. Um, but I think we're really lucky at Landers that I've never once felt uncomfortable to approach a, a more senior lawyer if I haven't been provided that feedback um, when I asked for it in initially. So just chasing someone up. Um, obviously, there's a fine balance, um, but nobody at the firm, I think, um, will will hold it against you if you're asking for feedback. I think that's a really important thing to do. And I've found that everyone will make time to really um, to go through things with you. And if it's not going to be you know, if they can't in that immediate moment, um, they'll definitely make time for you later. So I don't think there's any harm in, in asking for feedback and um, knowing or definitely at Landers, you know that um, you will eventually get it. Um, so I just I just would give the advice of ask for it. Yeah. No, that's great. And what about if you needed to clarify instructions? Do you think there's any, how do you go about approaching that the same the same sort of way or...? I think so. I think it's really important when you first get instructions to try and understand it as best as you can. So asking questions as you're um, receiving instructions. But of course, we're all human and you, you might not have realised that something wasn't as clear at the time and, and no instructor is going to be um, upset with you for, for asking for further instructions. Um, but I, I get that it can be daunting, particularly as a clerk. Um, and that's why you've got those support systems in place. So you have your buddy and you, and you have your supervisor who you might want to approach before you approach the instructor or even even a grad or a more junior lawyer um, is another place that you can start if, if you're a little bit nervous to go straight straight back to the instructor. Thanks for that, Amy. And what about you, Mike? Do you have anything to add? Oh, well, I think Amy really nailed that one. Um, that, that, was, that was some really good advice. Um, and I certainly agree particularly with the point of um, asking questions when you're receiving instructions. Um, making a real habit after you've received the instructions, just take, you know, 20 seconds writing it down, but then also just force yourself to ask at least two or three questions. And you'll find by just asking a couple of questions, a few more will come up in your head as you start to process the initial instructions. Um, and you'll be amazed at um, the insight, you, the further insights you get in um, your task by just doing that. Um, as far as seeking feedback, 
absolutely 100% so important um, and we love to see Clark's junior lawyers doing it as much as they can. Um, obviously, pick your tasks. Don't ask feedback for, um, you know, performing an ASIC search. Um, but if you've done something substantial, um, great to get great to get feedback. And I think Amy's uh, advice on just putting that little um, line at the bottom of the email, just saying, we'd love to hear any feedback you have on this. It's fantastic. Because that really, like, leaves the door open for you to come back later and say, Hey, no, just wondering if you still had time to follow up on providing me with a bit of feedback on X. Um, that's great. The other really good thing I've seen um, a clerk do before um, was not just seeking feedback after, sorry, after he um, submitted the work, was but seeking it beforehand. So he was providing this work to a, a partner, um, but before he provided this memo, he just asked me to have a have a read over it and provide him with some feedback on his first draft and. Um, I thought that was some great initiative. I did it. You know, it was pretty good as it was, but you know, that yeah. helps him also look good to the partner, but also made a pretty good impression on me. Well, that sounds great. And now if anyone is doing a clerkship at Landers, Mike, they're all going to come to you and ask you to read something. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're in the family law team, but if you're in the corporate team, sure. <laughs> Those are such practical tips. I'm sure that'll help students a lot when they're doing clerkships um, and in knowing how to approach people for feedback. Um, having a compl- having completed a clerkship yourself um, and now as a grad, Amy, could you shed some light on some particular things that you might have done to stand out and to help convert your clerkship um, into a grad job, Something, some things that students can try and adopt themselves? Um, I don't know what, what I did, but from seeing um, who, what the grad group has turned out to be, from what I witnessed, witnessed I believe that enthusiasm is probably one of the the biggest um values that that the firm will look for you want to show that you're interested in not only the firm but the work that you're doing and learning so I think um that being enthusiastic about what you're doing is is super important um and I know it's it's pretty hard in a classroom situation particularly if you're doing it virtually but um, just trying to, um, as much as you possibly can, be yourself and not let those nerves get in the way of you um, really showing who you are yeah. because particularly at Landers, I mean, everyone who has got a clerkship is obviously pretty capable, um, is obviously going to be pretty clever and able to do the work um, and they know that. So I think it's more about finding a fit, whether um, whether you're going to actually fit in with the, the culture of the firm and um, whether it's going to be right for not only the firm but you to be part of the team. So I think that that's what I would um, be trying to ensure that you do when you're on a clerkship. Yeah, definitely. I think enthusiasm definitely goes a long way, I think, in well, in everything that you do really. Um, we might turn to you, Mike, as well. What are some traits that you think are really valuable for successful clerks? Once again, I think, yeah, enthusiasm is fantastic to see in a clerk and it's about – you, uh, as a clerk, trying to find a firm that you fit in as much as a firm trying to find a clerk that they like as well. Um, but one one bit of advice I try to give is um, try not to take on more work than you can handle and to be transparent about your capacity. Um, no one wants you to have a, a terrible time as a clerk um, taking on too much work because a lot of people will want to give you work just to get you involved. Um, it's not because um, they necessarily need you to do it, but they want you to have that opportunity. And so a bit of a trap sometimes clerks fall in is just into his saying yes to absolutely everything and 
having no time to do anything else but stressing over work. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to smash out a few pieces of really high-quality work, but equally as important to really build strong relationships with the team you're in. It's much better to do three pieces of excellent work and have strong relationships with the team than doing 100 average pieces and, and not knowing anyone. Yeah, I think it must be really important as well to make sure everyone's aware of your capacity and that it is okay to say no to a task. That doesn't mean that you don't want to do it. It just means that you might not be able to right now. Yeah, absolutely. And a, and a really good way of sort of feeding that back to someone who's maybe asked you to do work is to say, if that, if say, say Amy asks me to do some research, I'll say, Amy, uh, thanks. I'm currently doing this and I'm expecting to have this done by a Y date for this person. I'd love to help you. Do you mind if we, if I do it after that or something like that, just yeah. so you don't feel like you've got them both running concurrently. I mean, obviously you can have work running concurrently, but um, that just helps sort of set expectations as to timelines. For sure. Yeah, great. Definitely managing expectations can reduce stress, <laughs> not taking on too much. Um, so, Amy, maybe um, you can start with this one because you would have completed your clerkship most recently, but were there any sort of key resources or websites um, that you would have used or the training at the firm that you felt really helped you do well in your clerkship and that you're still maybe using now as a grad? Uh, I guess the main ones would be, you know, all your typical research um, websites that I'm sure everyone at uni is familiar with. Um, Atlantis is really, really good at um, making sure you get the training you need for your clerkship and, and even in your grad year. Um, so we do lots of IT training, lots of library training, that kind of thing. Um, I think another really important training um training session that uh, Landers provides is kind of more of a well-being and and dealing with um and dealing with the pressures of a clerkship or a grad year I think that that training is also really important and I used um the things I learned in that a lot to just uh keep on track during the clerkship and to ensure that I was um because obviously it's a pretty um stressful time you, you want to impress but it was good to have that training behind me to um to make sure that I was looking after myself during it as well well that's great that they provide that it definitely reflects what you were saying that they care about you as a person just as much as they do about the work you produce um Mike what about you do you have any sort of key little resources that people might be able to rely on to help them along the way yeah, I've probably got two um one's your clerking cohort um, really lean on each other and work together as a team. You often find that um, Clark groups that gel and bond together themselves are often successful uh, and more successful than a clerking group that is um, acts as a bunch of individuals. So um, really lean on each other and, and you know, ask each other questions and um, share tips and tricks. That's really important. And then secondly, um, Cass and Teresa are going to hate me for this, but um, after you've done all your training for um, you know all the databases and whatnot and you've given a research task a crack and maybe you're still having a bit of trouble with it, um, a lot of firms have a library or sort of a, um, a research hub um, that you can contact and, and they're just jets. They, they know these resources 
inside out, back to front, and are really great supports when you're stuck on a bit of research. So um, feel free to sort of use those resources as well because um, they're there to help the firm and, and you're part of the firm as a clerk. So um, that can that's a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card sometimes, at least I found. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, and then I guess the sort of last little clerkship one here is obviously it's been very different this year with everything being online. Um Amy, maybe you can comment about when you did your clerkship, um, but what were some of the experiences that you enjoyed, the sort of events that the firm holds for the clerks? And I'm assuming both of you have been witness to what the current online versions of these might be. Maybe you can give someone a little bit of um, a tidbit of what they could look forward to, <laughs> something to excite them about the process rather than all doom and gloom. Yeah, it's obviously not as, you don't get as many of the fun events as you do when you're actually in the office. So um, some of my favourites were, I was there for the Christmas party, which was pretty spectacular. And especially working at, uh, or you're volunteering at the community legal centres throughout uni, you don't kind of see the the fancy stuff. So that was nice. I liked that. And um, I think... Now um, online, we we they definitely, or we've all definitely tried to ensure that the clerks are getting some fun experiences. So there's there's trivia nights. Um, we still do virtual drinks, um, which um, is is a good thing to get involved in as well. Um, but yeah, that's no Christmas parties for the clerks. Unfortunately, <laughs> Unfortunately. This year. yeah. Mike, do you have do you know anything fun that's been happening? Oh, Have you been involved in any of them? I don't get invited to too many of the Clark events anymore, but um, I know I, I know last year I really enjoyed. Um, obviously, the Clarks are very closely connected to the grad group at the time, so I really enjoyed all the events that the Clarks and grads had together. Um, sorry to say, Amy, um, but <laughs> yeah. things like um, you know, in the, the summer clerking periods, the barefoot bowls where. And as we put on a bit of a tab without probably realizing how drink uh, how cheap drinks are at um, lawn bowls venues, and so that always went a long way and would lead to quite long and, and fun nights. Hopefully, by next year there can be bowls again. Another thing, thing a fun thing actually as as a grad, which um, which hasn't been the same this year, but I, I think it'll still go ahead. Is is you do a grad review at the end of the year, so you make a kind of funny video, and then you do a dance at the Christmas party, and <laughs> something <laughs> the class can look forward to if they they end up at Landers. Oh, that sounds so good. Well, what if you have, might have to do a video dance and send it in? Then the firm will have it forever. <laughs> <laughs> Immortalized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll have it forever. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. There's, there is no way they're getting out of this. <laughs> we will see a grad review out of this year's cohort. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> okay, well, um, to wrap up, really, that this is our, our last question, but um, if you could step into our shoes as host, I know we've asked you lots of questions, but there might be something that we've missed that you feel might be important for them to know or something that maybe you wish you knew before you really got into the throes of your legal career? As a clerk, it can be really daunting to to be going into a firm for only four weeks um, and to be trying to make an impression. I think that's um, 
that can be really scary. I think once someone said to me, oh, it's like having a four-week interview and that really scared me. Um, So I think one thing that um, I think is really important for clerks to remember is to to kind of run your own race and to not get too caught up in what the other clerks are doing or um, their experiences and just try to get the most out of um, the opportunities that you can. Um, And also another thing that I used to beat myself up about in clerkship because you're obviously trying to impress people and um, it's very easy to get stuck on those little awkward moments that you have or the mistakes that you've made. Um, And I think my advice would be to just forget about them because I'm sure, you know, you think about them constantly, but the person who picked up the mistake or where, you know, you said the wrong name or whatever it was, they won't think twice about it. And so um, it's really important to kind of, yeah, not stress over the little things in the clerkship and see it as an opportunity. Um, rather than than really stress yourself out about it. Yeah, I think it's hard. We fixate on everything we say, but the person you said it to would have had an interaction with 15 other people that day. It's not not the most important thing that happened to them. Definitely not the end of the world, and it happens all the time. So just try and um, focus on on the good things that you've done and, and the opportunities that you've had. That's a nice way to put it, and I'm sure that will help a lot of us go in with a better mindset as well. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I think that's great advice, again, not to stress. And then just to sort of extend on that is just to really enjoy it, um, enjoy the opportunity, enjoy the experience. Um, some of my great friends I met um, clerking um, because you're all quite like-minded. And so it's really a good opportunity just to meet really similar people to yourself and you, you'll no doubt build some great friendships, um, both within your clerking group and, and also within the teams you clerk in. And um, if, if you are caught clerking, doing a sort of an online clerkship, um, it's not ideal, but um, it's important just to put yourself out there. Um, you know, call people up for the sake of just having a chat. Um, get to know the team in that way and, and don't feel shy in doing so. It is, it is hard to do, but really important to yeah, build those connections and yeah, just call them up on a Monday. How's your weekend? What you get up to? That kind of stuff. Um, the team will really, really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. Great. Thank you. I'm actually going to um, just jump in with another question and, and anyone can answer this. Um, so just jump in if you have something to add. But, I mean, I know that we're fast approaching grad offer day and I've heard from lots of people that it's a really stressful time and everyone's kind of just waiting by their phones on that day. Um, Did you have any tips um, on, yeah, I guess dealing with the stress of offer day and perhaps what to do if you don't get the offer that you wanted or you don't get um, any offers at all? Um, Just some tips on on how to manage that and, and to deal with it. I'm happy to jump in on this one. This is this is something I feel quite strongly about because grad offer day can be a, a really positive day for a lot of people who are yeah. very fortunate to get offers and sometimes multiple offers. Um, and so people are very quick mm-hmm. to sort of publicise when they've had success because they're, they're obviously really excited and want to share their excitement with everyone else, which is totally fair. Um, but for the people who um, don't get offers on grad offer day, you are in a majority of people. And I think people often forget that and feel very isolated because everyone's publicly celebrating their success while, um, you know, the people who obviously don't get offers, sorry, the people who don't get offers 
obviously aren't really you know, advertising that. So um, one thing I saw for my year was exactly that. And following on, following on from that, all the people who didn't get grad offers on that day have gone on to become lawyers um, at various firms at all different levels. So yeah. it is certainly not the end of the world if you don't get an offer on grad offer day and you're certainly not alone. You're in a majority of people. So seek comfort in that. You, you, you did a fantastic job getting the clerkships and that looks wonderful on a resume. Um, and there's so many more opportunities waiting for you ahead. Amazing. Thank you. I think that's really um, reassuring for people to hear and especially from hearing it especially to hear it from someone that's already completed the whole thing the whole process and you know is on the other side to know that there are other options and and it'll be okay in the long run um did you have anything to add Amy I think that's um yeah no what Mike said is pretty spot on I think that it's very easy when you're in the process to think that um that it is the end of the world if if things don't work out for you and um on the day but it it just really isn't and it will take a couple of days probably to process it um but I guess it's just important to realize that there are so many other opportunities um and you know if working at one of those firms is, is really what you want to do there are other ways to get there it doesn't have to obviously the clerkship process is and and getting a grad job is the easiest smoothest way into that position but there are plenty of other opportunities um and I think yeah people who who have who get offers it's obviously something that you want to celebrate and enjoy but yeah I think it's important to be mindful of um that it's it's not going to be as an exciting day for others um and to keep that in mind um but yeah, I think on the day you should, um, it offers usually come out pretty early in the morning um, and maybe, I don't know, do have something planned mm-hmm. um, that you enjoy doing to kind of take your mind off it um, either way. So just um, so that you're not constantly thinking about it on that day. Yeah. It might be a good good advice for that day. I know I just went and did a Pilates class in the morning to um, wait for it and then it takes your mind off it a bit. Yeah, no, that definitely sounds like the way to do it. Thank you so much. Um, well, that's pretty much all from us. You guys answered all our questions very well. and We really appreciate all of your time that you've given us today and I'm sure all the students listening will be very grateful for that too. Thank you, Miharika. No worries.